welcome to the Church Safety Guys broadcast with hosts James McGarvey, Paul Buckner, and Mike Scully. Together, they make up the Church Safety Guys. Their mission? To inspire, influence, and impact church safety teams. Join us for the next hour as we talk about all things church safety and security. Don't forget to like our Facebook page, join one of our church safety and security communities online, and share this broadcast with your church. And good evening. Welcome to the Sunday night broadcast, live broadcast of the Church Safety and Security broadcast with the Church Safety Guys. Uh, thanks for joining us. If this is your first time in finding us, uh, feel free to visit our website at churchsafetyguys.com uh, for great resources for your security or safety team. And uh, tonight um, I am joined, my name's James, for those new listening. Uh, tonight I'm joined by my co-hosts, Mike and Paul. So how are you guys doing? <laughs> good, guys. Good to, uh, good to see your face there, Paul. I, I'm Thank not you. sure I was going to ever say that on the broadcast. <laughs> well, uh, I've, I've broken more than one camera during our time together. <laughs> I, I have to say, I, I went on a journey to a land that rhymes with Bovid, and it was not a fun experience. It was kind of like a staycation with no fun involved. And I lost 20 pounds before I got clear of that stinker. <laughs> I uh, found me. <laughs> oh, man. And so, 20 pounds found me. I want them back, James. Send them back. <laughs> I did not need to lose 20 pounds. But I am, I'm back oh. as a guest on the show. I mean, back uh, to my <laughs> normal position as the goofball. I may lose my voice before it's over. I, I still have a bit of a dry cough. And I, if you if you notice, I may be a little quieter, which is going to break Mike and James's hearts uh, tonight. But I'm back. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Good to have you. Uh, well, Thank for you. for me today was was kind of a quiet day. It was our Sunday to wrap up our our VBS for the week, Vacation Bible School for the mm -hmm. week, and uh, and that was good. It was our our Sunday after and. You guys heard bits and pieces of it throughout the week, but after after my week, I was I was very thankful to be done with vacation Bible school. <laughs> and one of the pastors texted me today, and he's like, "Hey, he's like, I just wanted to let you know I really appreciate you know all your hard work this past week, and and that was cool that he texted me." And I said, "Well, I said, you know, go out with a bang, right? Because the next BBS is going to be at you know the the church plant and." and everything else. And it's so funny because during the week he was like, everybody was like, we're not doing BBS at that church right away. Are we? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Of course we are. It's like no, no rest whatsoever. Um, oh but uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's fun times. You got to go out with a bang. Right. So I've got uh, all sorts of people hating me and, and, you know, we called the squad once. So it was a good week. <laughs> I uh, I went to church today for the first time in person in a month. I literally missed three three straight Sundays, um, so I'll have to rejoin my church and there'll be a vetting. <laughs> but uh, it was it was so nice, and I'm I'm going to full full admission here. Um, I could not worship with the enthusiasm I normally do, um, but I cried as I stood there in my church, tears slipping down my face because I got to be in my church and worship. And hear the sermon, and I am. Uh, 
I was overwhelmed. I was back. I was home. It was nice. I did not participate in the security. Matter of fact, I prayed and I'm like, please, Lord God, don't let anything happen today. <laughs> because oh, I'm as weak. I'm, I'm, I'm weak. You're, but, you're supposed to be praying that every week with your team. It's, it's not like I'm like, Lord, let something happen today. But today I was like, Lord, no, please don't let anything happen today. So, oh boy. I walked in on my church this week and uh, arrived only to find our neighboring Chili's, which is an old defunct Chili's. Um, they had a chain link fence and that chain link fence would continue. Well, it's kind of Creekside and it drops off. Well, uh, the uh, folks in Austin uh, decided to confiscate some of that chain link fence. And so now it's a big open area that if, a kid made a break for it in the parking lot into the the Chili's uh, property. They could very easily careen over the side of the cliff right there into the creek. Ouch. So that was uh, not exactly something we were anticipating. So it was uh, very quickly find somebody from one of the other teams, parking team, to say, hey, when mm -hmm. service is letting out, can you go kind of stand over there and make sure we don't get any jailbreakers, if you will, from – uh, the kids area and that they're not making a break and run for that area. Um, that makes me that think was, of two things, Mike. Yeah. One, I love the fact that you guys saw the threat on the other side of the fence. And two, y'all kind of pulled a Nehemiah and you were standing in the gap quite literally. Yeah, I like it's You got to stop it. And I mean, it's very rare we'd ever see a kid loose outside at that point. But, you know, uh, any, mm -hmm. any kid can get away from their parent and it only takes uh, a split second. Oh. Uh, for them to sprint away. So, absolutely. I was we, thinking of a couple of kids you dealt with, James. Well, <laughs> you know, it's just it's funny because today, well, you guys know every Sunday afterwards, I I usually direct traffic with um, with an officer, and it's just it's it's mind blowing to me how people just like open the door of the building and they're like, okay, let's run to the car, and it's like, oh my goodness. And, uh, you know, it's, you have to go through in some cases, I think you, you really do need to train people and, you know, having someone there every Sunday. And, and we just found out one of our officers that I do that a lot with is actually retiring soon. And so we're kind of moving yeah. away from, you know, away from having that, which in a sense is bittersweet because, you know, it's good that he gets a chance to retire, but it's also, you know, for us, we're trying to figure out, okay, is this, a, is it, you know, restructure wise, is this something that we really need? Is it, you know, is it necessary? Is it not necessary? And um, so that's still kind of up in the air, but I will throw out tonight. Um, if you're, if you're joining us at a later time, not on Sunday and you're watching on YouTube, feel free to click that like and subscribe button on the lower right hand corner. And uh, you'll be notified of any new, uh, broadcasts or information that we have uh, coming up, which uh, I think the biggest thing right now is the, I just want to shout out real quick, the conference uh, October 2nd yep. in Columbus, Ohio. Um, so yeah, <laughs> cue the, cue the cheering. So um, we'll throw that out there. One day, one day conference, amazingly, uh, priced, you know, there's, there's a very full day, great national speakers we have lined up a few folks that I know personally. Um, 
are going to be there. And uh, well, I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about I John because I think he's watching. <laughs> Mike's like, well, <laughs> like, well, later. <laughs> well, you know what? We're still we're still working on that. I I, I think uh, we may. I don't know. We may get Paul up to Columbus yet. Who knows? Well, and and happen. It looks like my dance card has freed up a little bit, so I won't <laughs> say no if I can get back on my feet enough from the garbage I just dealt with. I might have to come up. So, all right, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, <laughs> you heard it with us. Nobody knows this. My you mind's blown now. I can't. I can't finish the broadcast. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure John is like, wait, what? So. <laughs> I had a setback. I found out it looks like the Academy class that starts here in a few days in August got canceled because they couldn't get enough people together. And so I'm, I'm supposed to go through the Academy for those that don't know and carry a reserve commission as a police officer. And so I was disappointed. Of course, I was in the throes of Bovid when it happened. So I, uh, I was like, whatever. And so it's actually possibly going to let me go on a family vacation that I wouldn't have been able to go to. And it could give me an opportunity to come up to Columbus and meet people I've never met and see some old friends. Yeah, you've definitely never met us. So <laughs> we gotta, I have to tell my safety team to actually make sure that they don't let any riffraff. <laughs> <laughs> That's harsh. <laughs> just let them do it undeserved, but it much. might have been a little harsh yes. i've been known for that on occasion so, uh, anyhow so our, yeah <laughs> we love you paul thank you <laughs> all right well our our guest for this evening is is no stranger to church safety and security and um uh, I will bring him in. So Chuck uh, Chadwick with NOCSSM. Uh, thank you very much for joining us tonight, sir, and, and putting up with our crazy humor. <laughs> so anyhow, um, for those uh, maybe that don't know, I mean, you have, you've got a lot of stuff going on. You've got, I know you have a conference coming up here shortly too, but uh for those of you that aren't familiar with your organization, can you kind of uh, just go through uh, how you guys got started and uh, maybe what, um, you know, then we can kind of dive into church, church safety and security history and, and kind of go from there. Sure. Sure. Um, well, we're going on almost 20 years now and full-time uh, church security. We uh, started uh, Noxum back in uh, 2002. I was hired uh, as the full-time director of security of a, a big mega church in Dallas right after 9-11. And uh, uh, we formed a national organization of church security and safety management as our 501c3 national corporation. Uh, we uh, basically have a website that has best, best practices, policies and procedures, uh, videos of our uh, past conferences. This year, like I said, will be our, our 16th annual national convention. We bring speakers from, from all over the country. Uh, we try to make it different every year. Uh, this year we'll have, uh, I think about eight or nine different speakers. 
each in, has their own area of expertise. Uh, some of them in the secular world and a lot of them in the church security and the church world. Uh, uh, one of our other companies is Gatekeeper Security Services, which basically takes volunteers from churches. Uh, all in, this is all in Texas as far as uh, Gatekeeper Security Services. And uh, we put them through our uh, state licensed security school, which is the Christian Security Institute. And when they get out of that, they're actually commissioned officers uh, with the Texas Department of Public Safety Private Security Bureau. And then we contract them back into the churches, uh, and uh, which alleviates the liability, actually makes the liability transfer off of the church onto our, our professional uh, armed guard insurance. So they, uh, uh, the, the church gets that liability transfer, plus the, uh, uh, the individuals get to be protected as employees of ours, which they are. Uh, and so it, 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 everybody gets to uh, reap the benefits of that liability transfer. Uh, they get professional security officers that are, are their, that are their own members. So it's not like they hire somebody they don't know. I mean, uh, a lot of them do hire, uh, you know, law enforcement, mostly, you know, the church gets involved in, uh, with law enforcement, usually because of parking. I mean, I'm sorry, because of traffic, because mm -hmm. you know, us civilians who can't get out in the middle of the street, at least we're not supposed to. <laughs> uh, so that's basically what we do. Uh, we have uh, about 100 churches underneath our, uh, you call it a security co-op, and about 500 uh, commissioned security officers are active right now. Cool. <clears throat> Paul, you had a question? I do. So it differs by state. But right. in Texas, when you're a licensed security officer, I assume you have arrest rights on the campus that you're licensed on or however that works? Uh, our, you know, uh, s private security doesn't really, in, in all states, don't really have any special arrest authority other that's different from a civilian. I mean, you can do felonies committed within your view and breaches of the peace committed within your view and also do uh, prevent the consequences of theft, which uh, we actually don't want our people to enforce. Right. You know, sure. You're asking for trouble if, if if Granny gets her her wallet stolen. If you try to you know go tackle this guy, he may turn around with a gun and start firing. So you know uh, uh, you know property is that's what insurance is for. So uh, but yeah, every state is a little different. Uh, back when we started this program in 2006, uh, you had to be licensed security in order to be armed security for a church. Mm -hmm. Now, Texas has passed a new law, which uh, basically you don't have to have anything. And I mean, you don't have to have any training, uh, no insurance of any kind. Uh, you don't even have to have a license to carry. Of course, now we, we just got through passing constitutional carry which now anybody can carry a gun and be part of a security team with absolutely no license, you know, no license, no training, uh, nothing. I mean, that's, that's, uh, but that's not what we're all about. So yeah, every state is different, you know? Uh, so yeah. 
That's well, I had a I had a conversation with a uh, an instructor a few months ago, less than a year ago, and we were talking about the the beauty of freedom because constitutionally we should all be able to carry wherever we want, but the burden that comes with that, and I'm I beat this like a dead horse, but my mantra, if you will, is train, 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 train. And you, you can't train enough for something to get you killed. And I've, I work with a lot of young cops as a chaplain and I will, I'll get them into training. And then I'll be like, look, you're never going to find yourself in a terrible situation and go, golly gee, I wish I didn't train this much for this. And I've had guys come back to me and say, wow, that actually helped me when the guy tried to kill me and shot at me. I was like, oh, I've been here before. And I love freedom and I love everything about the constitution, but it comes with a obligation to be the best version of ourselves we can be when we use that freedom. Right. And so anyway, I might have an opinion on that. <clears throat> no, I mean, yeah. I, I understand I, I'm, I'll jump in here and then I'll throw it over to Mike. I understand completely. You know, I've spent the last 12, 12 to 13 years doing firearm training and all across Ohio, I'm a I'm an NRA uh, pistol instructor and have several disciplines with the with the NRA and and I've worked with several law enforcement agencies in Ohio um, to do training over the years. Um, but what's always interesting to me is that you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I in a sense, yes, I think that um, you know that is a constitutional right, and I think that. You know, individuals like in Ohio, we're trying to pass. We just passed the standard ground law, um, which was amazing that someone signed it. But um, <laughs> you know, predominantly cons Republican, not conservative governor. I'm not really sure. I think he he just did that for his his folks. But um, what's interesting to me is we're trying to pass the constitutional carry, and I have people all the time that are like, "Well, you know, I." I'm going to do this. I'm going to get my concealed carry permit. And then, you know, somebody steals my TV, you know, they're, they're, you know, I'm, I'm going to go after them and chase them down the street and all this stuff. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, you know, wait a second here, just because you are ex you know, exercising the right to protect yourself, protect your family doesn't mean that, you know, a TV is not replaceable. I mean, I tell people that all the time, once someone leaves your house, then guess what? no longer your responsibility. Your responsibility is to stay sheltered in your home, protect yourself, your, your family. And uh, what's interesting to me is churches, I think in a sense are very, very similar uh, in that um, many times people think that training isn't, um, isn't necessary. You know, how many times have, have we all talked to someone that's like, well, as soon as I get my CCW permit, I'll be good. I'm, I'm church security. I'll be good to handle it. And it's like, well, wait a second here. You know, you have, yes, you may be on the, on that path, but at the end of the day, you know, how much have you practiced? How much have you trained? You know, there's, you know, there's a, there's a wide range of skill set, And as we always say, you know, on the show, you sink to the level of your training, right? You don't rise to the occasion. You sink to that basis of, of training. So I think a lot of times we see that in churches and I think there's a lot to be said for, for having systematic training and, and whatnot, but you know, it's, it's certainly an interesting, 
an interesting topic. I'll throw it over to Mike. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, Chuck, I happen to be uh, a neighbor to the south. I am just north of the Austin, Texas area. Yeah. Um, maybe at some point I'll uh, I'll make it up north of Dallas there and uh, say hi. But uh, well, three, and a half, three and a half hours. Uh, but I have a unique uh, situation that I'm I've come to Texas from uh, New England. And part of my role coming here was to help a church navigate the waters of uh, a church plant. And what does that look like from a safety and security team post that law change that you were speaking to earlier? And what can we do and still have a level of um, kind of uh, process and rigor around it and not just an open book, if you will. So it was a matter of uh, defining a program for this church, but also helping kind of look at what does that mean? Well, when I talk to people and ask them, are they licensed to carry? Um, in September, that conversation may change a little bit when that law goes into effect. But what I try to do is I sit there and say, okay, are you licensed? Yes. How often do you shoot? Do you carry regularly? And, and if so, how long have you been doing so? What I'm trying to gauge initially is what is their level of comfortability that they have even with carrying on a regular basis? I don't want a newbie, not just somebody who hasn't shot enough, but a newbie who hasn't used to carrying concealed on a regular basis, now doing so in the capacity for church, uh, thinking that they have some additional charge above and beyond uh, uh, just the carrying. So. We try to really look at that and say, hey, I want you to be comfortable. I want you to be trained. I want you to be in your own skin before you ever step through that front door of that church. And now if you if you say you've passed all of those things, if you've gotten to that level and you're comfortable with it, now it's the mental mind game. It is crossing through the threshold of saying you should be doing this anyway if you're going to carry. But if you're going to shoot in defense of others, if you're going to be in a situation that potentially that could happen. You need to walk through that and play through that in your mind so you don't make yourself a liability um, to other, to yourself and to others, to either get it taken away, to uh, not to, to basically take fire because you didn't get it out of the holster fast enough, any number of things. So it's that progression, not to belabor the point, but the idea of saying there's a, there's a curve, there's a maturity, there's a growth period above and beyond um, target practice and refining skills that I really want somebody to have emb embraced before they ever carry on the property at church. Mm -hmm. So quickly, <clears throat> I, I jotted down three notes here that you made me think of, Mike, and I've talked about a couple of them before, but you said something that I loved, and I think it's the epitome of what Chuck does is when you don't know a lot about a topic, oftentimes you have these huge firm opinions and then you start studying a topic and you start going, I don't know beans about this. And then you start studying it more. And it's funny, a friend of mine became a, a black belt in a very, very tough martial art to get to black belt. And he said, at varying stages on the way to black belt, he said, I was like, I'm a bad dude. And he said, when they belted me with my black belt, he said, I looked around the room and there were men with seven black belts in that room. And I was being belted by a 10th degree Dan. And he said, I stopped and went, I know nothing. And I, I feel like that there's so much depth to the world that we play in. And if we're not stupid and we're humble about it, we'll realize 
we may be a black belt, but in the scheme of things, there's people that are seventh degree and 10th degree, you know, black belts. Uh, secondly, not knowing what we're doing and not knowing the law, which is something that you were talking about, Mike, um, all of us were, is is terrifying. I found that article and I can't find it to save my life, but there was an older gentleman with a double action only revolver and I think it was a convenience store. Um, bad guy comes in, has a weapon, threatens the person at the counter. Another guy comes up at an angle, blindsides him, gets him face down on the floor, holding him at gunpoint. I think he even had his foot on the weapon. Com completely has control of the situation. This gentleman goes around behind him and shoots the bad guy in the back. If we don't know what we're doing and the people who haven't made a point of learning, we can make terrible mistakes in, that can land us in prison. And thirdly, you made a comment earlier, you're talking about executive protection and things and, and property. I got a call from a guy. He was very enthusiastic. Hey, I know you do some EP work. Um, we got this thing going on. There's a potential for some riots. We've had some, some threats against this business. They're, we're looking for 13 shooters that know what they're doing to guard this property. They manufacture XYZ thing. I was like, whoa, 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 hold the, hold the phone. This is not during business hours. And he goes, no, you're you're literally going to be paid to shoot people that come on the property to, to destroy it. I said, hard pass. He goes, what? It was a company out of St. Louis, Missouri that was supposedly going to do it in a town not far from me. They had supposedly received uh, credible threats against the business. The expectation from the business was that we were going to be hired to shoot people that came on the property that were like going to torch it. I was like, hard pass. And he's like, why? And I said, I'm not going to kill a man over property. I said, now, if he's coming at me, I don't want to, but he'll meet Jesus and it won't be on happy terms. But I'm not shooting a man because this plant that manufactures something the owners don't want it to burn down. Hard pass. <clears throat> Smart. I think that's the big difference, Chuck. I, and, and maybe you can go in a, a little bit more about some of the, the training uh, and, and different things that you put folks through from here in the state of Texas and how that is structured here. I know a little bit about it just because I've been digging into it a bit here. Um, I know that there's a bunch that probably you offer that I could benefit from without a doubt, but I'm also, because I'm always wanting to keep adding to my toolkit, if you will, but for the folks at home, why don't you explain a little bit about what your, your organization is offering within the range of training and things like that? Sure. Uh, well, first I have to say that we only train people that we have a contract with the church. So we don't take, just XYZ guy that wants to come and, and do this because we're very picky about, about who we do this for. But we basically uh, do the state curriculum and then add to it. And uh, real short, uh, you could say that you, you go through all the legalese, the uh, use of force, the force continuum, all of the type of legalese type stuff, uh, uh, you know, de-escalation that kind of thing uh that's like uh, uh one of the days uh, second day is uh firearms uh 101 i guess you could say because it's it's in the state curriculum well, we have to teach we have to teach it uh next day is in defensive tactics 
which is basically pressure point control tactics. It's the same type of stuff that that law enforcement goes through. Uh, next thing is you'll learn uh, handcuffing. You'll learn expandable baton. Uh, we don't do OC spray because uh, I just think that the church is not a proper theater of engagement for that intermediate weapon. I mean, it may be okay out in the parking lot, but it's not, oh, I, you know, anyway, I'm not going to go through that, but, uh, sure. and then, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, tasers, you know, we, we don't do tasers. We're thinking about it, but it, it itself carries a whole nother set of liability issues. Uh, and we, we then go through firearms more. Uh, you know, it's, it's not that we're all about guns. It's that, if there's any place that it where it could go, I guess you could say the wrongest or the worst, it's in firearms. So you you know it's no, it's not all about guns, but you need to be proficient in what you're doing. And when it matters, it matters. Yeah, it does matter. So uh, and then we we add to the state curriculum in that we have a a, a fats machine, a firearms training simulator. It's not a hundred thousand dollar, you know, three hundred and sixty degree live fire deal. It's it's uh, uh, I forgot what the program it is. It's uh, it's uh, laser laser ammo or, or uh, anyway, it, it goes through uh, basic uh, firearms. We can make sure that they can hit the side of the barn before we take them out and put them on a live fire line, and then. Uh, we go through scenarios. So it has these judgmental scenarios that you've heard of to where, you know, the guy can come out with a, with a gun or he could come out with a telephone. Yeah. And it, it's uh, really disheartening sometimes to see some of these guys are so, you know, so anxious to shoot somebody and you go, he just shot the guy that pulled out the phone type of stuff. But uh, if I can, let me, let me try to share something real quick. I kind of tell you what, let me see how this works. Share screen. Can I share the screen? Can y'all see that? I think you're muted, James. You're muted, James. Sorry. Um, yeah, you should be able to go ahead and click on, on share, share screen. screen. We're share not seeing screen. anything yet. I don't see how I can do it. I, I uh, did it earlier. Can you see that? No, nope. I guess not. No, nope. it's not going to allow me to do it. Uh, actually, I can't get out of it now. So I'm going to go back. If I can escape out of that. Okay. Uh, what we have is we have a, our own firearms training facility, uh, multi-acre. We, you know, we don't have uh, zip lines and all that kind of stuff, but <laughs> we have our own indoor facilities where we have classroom. We have our defensive tactics area, uh, and then we have our own range. So uh, that's the kind of a, a, a summary of the type of training that we teach. Cool. That's great. Well, we need to, we'll take a quick sponsor break. So uh, let's jump into that. And then when we come back, um, I'd like to actually, I'd like to talk to you, Chuck, a little bit more about just your, your experience with church safety and uh, 
really kind of maybe pick your brain a little bit about where ch church safety was when you started or church security was and, and where it is now. So uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back uh, with you guys. So stay with us. With over 50 years of experience with religious and nonprofit organizations, Thomas Alexander Insurance and Associates understands that your congregation is different from a traditional business. We're here to fulfill your needs, coming to you while creating a personal plan for your budget and size. From your local community to around the globe, we are advocates for you. Thomas Alexander Insurance and Associates, your partner in service. The worst has happened. Evil has invaded the sanctuary. Lives were ended, and the life of every surviving member of your church has changed forever. There will be funerals to attend. The grieving and the counseling will go on for years to come. You may even lose church members, especially if your pastor was killed during the attack. But what if I told you that all of this could have been prevented with the proper training? That your church could learn how to secure its campus and how to see the signs of an attack before it happens. At Shield Force International, we will teach you the skills you need to protect your church, to protect your children, to mitigate and even eliminate would-be threats to your church body all before it happens. We can no longer pretend that evil doesn't exist or that churches aren't targets. Attacks against churches and pastors are on the rise. Call or visit us online for a free consultation. Church Safety Guys is a nonprofit organization dedicated to help inspire, influence, and impact church safety and security teams. We are about all things church safety and security, which starts with a ministry mindset and a servant's heart. We're protectors, guardians, ambassadors, and shepherds. We help church and place of worship safety and security teams all over the United States through our broadcasts, online communities, conferences, trainings, resources, and products. Help us reach more churches in impactful ways by considering becoming a monthly ministry partner. $2, $5, $20 a month will help us continue to provide these resources.
All right, and we're back uh, from our sponsor break. So thanks for joining us. If this is the first time that you've ever listened to our broadcast, or if you're listening to it on YouTube or a podcast platform, uh, feel free to click like and subscribe in that lower right-hand corner. And as always, you can uh, obtain resources for your team at churchsafetyguys.com. So we're talking to uh, Chuck Chadwick, and um, you know, one of the things, I, you know, Paul and I um, talk about it often, Chuck, and that's that you know we were kind of doing church security like years ago. Um, I think both of us now have been doing it for close to fifteen years, um, but you know, we were we were kind of doing it before churches really even said this is necessary. And uh, so I, I look back and I think, okay, I've been doing it probably since 2007, 2008. And uh, you've been doing it a little bit longer than that. <laughs> so I'm sure that you've, you've heard that uh, those comments before, like, why do, why do we need a church security team? So tell us about your, your experience with that and what kind of pushed you into um, understanding the need for it. Jamie, are you saying I'm old? No, not at all. <laughs> well, I am. I am old. I feel older every day. I, mean, I have more uh, more metal in me than uh, most car park places do. But uh, when you told me, or when I saw what the, the topic was going to be, I, I kind of sat down and, and went through uh, some history and, and wrote down a bunch of stuff. So I'll kind of take you through a, a, a journey through church security industry, I guess you could say. Sure. So, uh, kind of all the, the big emphasis kind of started in 1999 with the Wedgwood incident. Everybody remembers that, right? So in Fort Worth, a guy came in, uh, the kids all thought it was a skit and he ended up killing, uh, I think it was nine or something like that people. Uh, and, so, you know, I kind of started the whole thing. Now, when, uh, when I was hired full-time as the security director of a, a DFW megachurch uh, back right after 9-11, I kind of looked out there and, to see who was in the industry. And uh, Jeff Hanna, if anybody knows those, that name, you don't, you don't really hear of him anymore at all. Uh, there was a guy named uh, Robert Welch who wrote a book back in 2002. Another guy, uh, Robert Curtin, who was a criminal justice professor. Uh, he wrote a book in 2002, but there really wasn't that much stuff out there at all. Of course, uh, we had our first conference in 2005 at Prestonwood Church. Uh, there was only one other guy that started. His name was uh, Glenn Evans of the Church Security Alliance. Mm -hmm. if everybody remembers him. Uh, you can kind of look him up now. He's not really there anymore. He does some uh, security seminars, but the Church Security Alliance is kind of like gone. Um, in 2006, T.D. Jakes of Potter's House gave a big conference I think they did about 400 people at $400 a person. I mean, they made, you know, buku's amount of money. The only problem was that the, the guy was in charge of security wasn't, wasn't uh, 
following the state security laws and almost got arrested. So that kind of ended him. Uh, in 2007, New Life Church had their shooting. And there was a guy named John Casey who worked with Brotherhood Mutual Insurance Company for a while. And then uh, they found out somebody that was with him wasn't of the, uh, what do you say, right, uh, denomination. I can say that, I guess. Um, and so that ended that relationship. And then uh, I think everybody is probably familiar with Carl Chen. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was in the 2007 New Life Church shooting. He was there during that time. And sure. uh, uh, he wasn't really on the Internet, per se. But uh, in 2009, at our 2009 conference, I gave him his first speaking engagement at our conference. Wow. And uh, so that's where he kind of started. And there was another guy that started in 2009, the Christian Security Network mm -hmm. uh, with Jeff Hawkins. And he had a lot of uh, a good public relations company. They did what they call newsjacking, which uh, is a way to get publicity for yourself. And uh, he got a lot of publicity. Now, uh, Jeff, that, no, that company no longer exists. In fact, Jeff Hawkins is now in prison for murdering his wife. So uh, that didn't end well. I heard, I actually heard about that not too long ago. Someone mentioned, I forget who it was, but someone mentioned that they were, that he was the um, safety or security director at the church that, that they went to. And then he, I think he was from Chicago originally. Is he that, Chicago, is that right? He never was a, a church security guy. He, okay. he, he was a, he was director of security for the creation museum. That's right. Okay. You know what? Cause we had, we actually had one of the creation museum guys on a few weeks ago. And yeah. that's what he was telling me after that. They, they had hired him to be, um, in charge and in Kentucky where the creation museum is, they have a requirement. Um, basically all security have, have to be special duty officers. So that's where he came in from Chicago and they, they, uh, um, commented that he, he took over and then he left and, and had a situation, uh, with his, with his wife. So yeah, that ended really horribly. Yeah, he shot her to death, and yeah. uh, because she was divorcing him. And uh, but before that, uh, he he uh, he things didn't work out for him very well. And in 2012, he basically blamed all the churches for not supporting him, and uh, kind of left abruptly, and, and never heard from him again until I heard that he killed his wife. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, another another player is uh, Strategos out of uh, Missouri. Uh, yeah, yeah. St. Louis, Kansas City, out of Kansas City. Uh, I'm not sure where he's out of, but in at our 2010 uh, conference was was I think maybe his first uh, exposure to the church world. He was really more in uh, in the uh, in the school type mm -hmm. stuff. The police officer and his whole deal was throwing books at the bad guy in schools. 
but they're still out there. They're still very successful. I think they just had a protectors conference. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, they're still around. They started in the Brown in 2010. Uh, then after that, it just kind of blossomed. I mean, anybody sure. who was a cop and ever drove by a church was now a <laughs> security consultant. I mean, there are well, more people that, than you know. It, it's yeah. funny that it's funny you say that, but we've we've all like all three of us have talked about that before. That it seems like every time something happens, you know, companies pop up out of out of yeah. nowhere, and all of a sudden are church security experts. And you know, right. we've had we've had over the the last couple of years that we've been in the ministry, we've had quite a few churches reach out to us and say, "Hey, can you?" you know, can you look at this company? Because, you know, we're going to, we're going to try and invest money with, you know, with them thousands of dollars to do training. And we want to make sure that it's a legitimate company. And, yeah. you know, I've, I mean, I'm just being honest. I've turned, I've, I've gone to a few folks and said, look, you know what? I think for, for what you're wanting to invest, I think a better, a better deal would be to invest it in one of these companies that's actually professional that knows what they're doing. That's, you know, that, um, you know, and, and we, we do try and, and network with a lot of folks in the, in the industry and, uh, and just kind of, um, you know, guide churches in a quality, quality way to, to find stuff because there's a lot of stuff, you know, there's a lot of folks out there that are just trying to get, you know, the, the, the dollar from it. Right. They, they all think they're going to be millionaires. They say, well, if I can just, you know, <laughs> all the churches, they just see, they see stars in their eyes and they start going after everybody and going, yeah, yeah. There was a guy that was training people to dodge bullets. I mean, there's all sorts of wild stuff out there. So, uh, yeah, and now I think, uh, you know, it, it's pretty wild out there. I mean, you, uh, I think when the first time I got onto y'all's uh, Facebook group and uh, told you about our company and one guy said, well, I've never heard of you. And I'm going, well, have you ever Googled church security in the last year? <laughs> like, oh, uh, it's like that. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, you've never heard of us, uh, you know. So, but yeah, it is like, like you say, there's, you know, there, there's wolves out there, and uh, so you know, we, uh, our founding scripture is First uh, Chronicles nine twenty one, where it talks about the gatekeepers. I mean, that's the original, uh, the original gatekeepers are the guys that were that were assigned to, to the different doors to the temple. And so this is actually a scriptural uh, job per se. I mean, because sure. it's always been around. Mm -hmm. Paul, were you gonna you were gonna add something? Yeah. Um, so I jokingly call some of that stuff, Chuck, halo knitting. H-A-L-O new word K-N-I-T-T-I-N-G. Um, we had a conversation a couple of years ago like because there are people that some of these people are very high speed and they come out of a very high speed world, ex-military, high speed law enforcement. Nice and it's, like, oh, no. it's like, yeah, we, we don't need to create um, uh, really high level SWAT teams in a country church with 40 people in it. Maybe we should slow our roll. 
And we were talking in an offline conversation. And I said, you know, to me, some of this stuff is halo knitting. And the guys were like, what are you talking about? I said, you jump out of an airplane at altitude, high altitude, low opening, and you knit on the way to the ground. It's completely useless. It's super cool. It's going to serve no practical use in your church because you're not Delta force. And, and so I jokingly call it halo knitting. Now, there are some guys that honestly teach some halo knitting that I would go to their class three times on a Thursday, but it'll never be practical in a church. And one of the things that's really sad is I think a lot of people actually mean well that jump into the industry. I have a friend, he's an instructor, his name's Alvin Bowen, TriPoint Tactical, incredible guy, um, multiple time Gunsight graduate, great guy. James and Mike have to meet him. Very close friend of mine. And um, he had a guy that attended a couple of his classes and he teaches a myriad of classes and attended some classes with a very capable martial artist and sort of went, well, I've had this many martial arts classes and I've had some medical and I've had some safety and I've had some de-escalation. I'm an instructor, golly gee. And he started trying to teach in the same county which is not a huge base of people to work with. And so people went to that class and came back and went, dude's teaching your syllabus. He straight up stole your syllabus and he's teaching your syllabus. And I was at a conference. It was before I met James. Mm -hmm. The gentleman walks up to me, introduces himself, says, you seem very articulate. I think we could do work together. I'm an, I'm a, um, an alumni of this martial arts school. No, you're not. You are not an, I mean, you are not an alumnus. You're not, you're not, you know, multiple degree belted guy was a liar. And that's the ones that bother me the, a lot. And I know James, it really gets under wow. his, you know, his collar or whatever, but it's heartbreaking because you got people I think that are well-intentioned. And, and they're maybe a bit enthusiastic or maybe they don't have the relationship with Christ to say, hey, we should love on people before we body slam them. But the ones that scare me are the guys like this guy. And I straight up told him, I said, you know, I have to be honest with you. I'm true to my school. And I said, I actually study with Alvin and I study with this guy and I study with this guy and not the martial arts, but, but I study these other things. And I kind of made him mad at me. And I sent a picture of his of his uh, his uh, business card to Alvin and some of the other instructors because this guy was a snake. And those are the ones that really bother me. And I can't speak for the guys, but I think they, it bothers them, too, because they'll take your money and never look back. Well, yeah, I mean, we we have and, and uh, you know, I, I think I mentioned the story before to you guys, at least off air, but uh, we did a, a church security conference about two years ago. It was a one day event that uh, actually Brotherhood Mutual uh, sponsored at our at our church, like with us. And I had a church that uh, reached out to me and they, they wanted to uh, carry uh, their firearms on the property for the conference. And so, um, when I started talking to him, I said, well, you know, this isn't really a firearms related conference. It's just a, you know, it's a regular uh, seminar. We have our team here. Our team consists of law enforcement. Um, you know, we're, we're just going to say, you know, it's not a firearm, 
you know, it's not a firearm training center. It's not a location. It's a church, you know. And so this individual came back and said, look, you know, we're one of the best trained teams in the state of Ohio. And, um, you know, we've gone through all this stuff and we know we know what we're doing. And I said, well, what, what's the name, what was the name of your instructor? Because I know, you know, I personally know quite a few uh, police instructors, but also, you know, NRA instructors, et cetera. Ohio's not that big of a state. I mean, it's big, it's not as big as Texas, but it's big. <laughs> so, so he came back and he, he wouldn't tell me who his, his instructor was. And I said, well, okay then, you know, but that's, you know, that's the, the mentality of um, folks. I always, you know, I always feel like there's always, there's always stuff that I can learn more of. And, you know, for me, if, if I ever get to that point where I'm telling someone that I don't need to, you know, take a class or learn more or be, you know, proactive in something, then, um, you know, y'all can like yank me off the program and <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll move forward. But I was waiting for you to say, push you down a flight of stairs. And then I was going to go, oh, noted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you a story that's kind of, that's not really amusing, but one of our churches, you know, you, you go through the training, which is the state curriculum and you learn pressure point control tactics, all the different types of uh, stuff that you learn there. You know, and, and a lot of that has the, the, the three parts to make a, a, rely, a, you know, a good system, which is has to be tactically sound and that I need to be able to teach it to you in uh, the, the time that I have to teach it to you in. I mean, there's you know, 10 different ways to disarm somebody. And, uh, you know, you may have studied 10 years to learn how to, you know, kick it out of their hands and flip two flips and then, you know, land back and have it in your hand. But, you know, we, that, that's not what we can teach you. The second part that it needs to be medically sound and that uh, in a control situation, if you execute the move, I guess you could say, uh, in, a, in, in the right way, uh, in a control situation, which is not a survival situation, that if like if I if I hit you in the common peroneal with the big metal stick, uh, the, the expandable baton, uh, it will, you know, one of the biggest uh, bones in your body, biggest muscle groups, it probably won't result in a permanent injury. But if I hit you six inches lower, it's going to take out your knee. So it needs to be medically sound. The third thing is that it needs to be legally sound and that this move has been already through the court system and sure. proven to be legally sound. So, you know, uh, we teach them how to do this stuff. And then they go out and they go, well, we hired this guy. He's a 27 year black belt, you know, whatever. And uh, he's teaching us stuff. And I go, mm -hmm. okay, well, I'm going to tell you this. If you go to somebody and learn the, what is it, the five finger exploding heart method. Remember that? Mm. <laughs> out of Kill Bill 2. Uh, okay, if he teaches you that and you do it somebody in a non-survival situation, guess what? I'm not going to be there for you. <laughs> it, it, there, there are certain stuff that, you know, sure. that's why they have a system that they've taught police because yeah, they've been sued a bunch. So yeah, mm -hmm. you gotta be careful what you learn and what you practice. 
So we're we're just about out of time for for tonight, and we really appreciate you joining us, Chuck. But I know you've got a conference coming up, and I want to give you a, a, a minute or so just to kind of tell folks about that and where they can get more information. Sure, uh, it's going to be next next Friday and Saturday. It's at uh, Watermark uh, Community Church in Dallas, uh, and the uh, you can learn about it and go to our website. Uh, I think it's right there on the uh, on the screen there, nocsm.org, and go to the conference session. Now uh, we are cutting off uh, registration tonight at midnight but if you have okay. people that want to come uh they can call us directly our phone numbers on the website and we'll give them some some you know special code or something to allow them to come uh so yeah we'd be glad to have people there great so, well, so quickly i don't know if you guys caught that yeah. if you're if you're part of csg if you're listening to this and you want to get involved in it he's extending it because you're because you're part of what we do. So that's, that's sure. awesome. So don't miss that guys. That's a gold nugget, whatever you want to call that. That's very cool. <clears throat> you, you said it one time tonight, Paul, I was counting. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm not quite on my game. So give me a couple weeks. <laughs> we'll give you credit. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight, Chuck. It's been great to have you, uh, you with us and we, we certainly appreciate your time. Well, thank you all for having me, and uh, maybe we can do something together. Sure. Well, we're looking we'll at doing some national standards. Uh, <laughs> so that might be somewhere where we can, like, in uh, put our brains together. Sure. That sounds great. And I'd say, Chuck, if you if you're ever down in the Austin area, let me know. Happy to uh, grab a coffee, say hi. Sure. We got a bunch of churches down there. <laughs> <laughs> sounds great. All right. All right, so we'll just wrap up real quick here. Um, I appreciate you guys watching. So, uh, real quick on our on our conference, October second, Columbus, Ohio. Um, you can visit churchsecurityessentials.info or visit our website at churchsafetyguys.com, and uh, we still have plenty of of seats open and available. And uh, we are limiting it, uh, limiting tickets. So if you are so inclined, feel free to uh, to go to the website and you can lock in your your tickets. And then um, I know we've got a few churches. We have folks actually all over the U.S. that are are uh, planning on coming. And uh, we've got I know we've got a few churches that have reached out to us and they're bringing their entire team. So um, you know from from a, a uh, Logistics standpoint, that might be kind of a challenge, but I know Ohio, Columbus is about 80% of the population of the United States. You can drive within a day, uh, within an eight hour drive, you can get to Columbus. So that's kind of why we uh, we picked that location uh, for the Midwest. And um, we hope you'll you'll come meet us and, and uh, we'll have a great day of fellowship and, and learning together. So definitely put that on your calendar. Um, anything else you guys want to add before we wrap up? I'm good. I think that's big. It's coming up faster than I anticipated. Um, For sure. <laughs> all of a sudden we're like, we're promoting it during the summer and here it is August already. And that's going to come up in early October. So we're going to blink and it's going to be here. Um, 
don't procrastinate jump out there snag a ticket before they sell out for sure all right let's go ahead we'll close in prayer and then uh we'll call it a night so i'll do that uh gracious heavenly father i thank you for tonight i thank you for those that are listening and uh, just ask that you would bless them uh keep them strong in you with their ministry and uh, put a hedge of protection around them. And uh, Lord, I just ask that you would uh, bless Paul and his family, that uh, they continue to be on the on the mend and get better. And uh, and any other folks that uh, are regular listeners that we we communicate with, Lord, just ask that you would bless them and and uh, keep them strong in health. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. All right. Well, again, thanks for joining us tonight, guys. You're you're welcome to reach out to us if we can be of any assistance at all. Um, reach out to us through our website, Church Safety Guys, through the Facebook group, social media. Um, we definitely have uh, those resources out there available for you, and um, whatever we can do. Oh, or the yeah. app. Don't uh, don't forget the app too. I yeah. Thanks, Mike. So the church security app, you can download that. It's free. Um, and actually, uh, I just uploaded some new stuff over the weekend uh, to the registered portion. So the registered portion is free as well. But if you download that um, iOS or or Android, um, you can run that, and we. Um, we have a, a section you can go in register and there's all sorts of tips and helpful um helpful content for starting a team running a team and uh and that sort of thing on there so not stuff that you want to miss and as as a absolutely free resource um yeah Can't be good, stuff. good stuff so next week uh we're going to be talking a little bit about uh education and uh, church safety we're going to continue the the theme of training and history and education and uh, next week we should have uh, dr brady stevens with us and he is with centurion bible college in west virginia and uh, he will be joining us and uh, we'll be we'll be talking with him so looking forward to it great uh great broadcast great night so until next time have a great week uh stay safe god bless good night Thank you for joining the Church Safety Guys broadcast. We hope that you found it informative and we appreciate your feedback. Looking for ways you can help us reach more churches? Share our broadcast with your teams. Consider becoming a monthly ministry partner. Like and share our page and join the discussion in our Facebook groups. Visit our website at churchsafetyguys.com for other great resources. Remember to keep a servant's heart, a mindset of ministry, and semper disciplina. Always be training. Have a blessed week.